Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Standing six foot two, three hundred and seven pounds. It's been a hell of a Thanksgiving. He's from the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's the number one fuck boy, Jonathan James Gabris. Also joining me in the Nine Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, not currently in the office, must fix this opening. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, what are you doing here? You're even more dated than the Arthur shit. Abortion is healthcare. Okay, topical. Thanks for coming by. I agree. Also joining me in the high and mighty studios from the Mega Podcast is Greg S. and Holly the Red. Hello. Hello. Here we go, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 My in-laws left last night at 8 p.m. They were here for 11 days. I'm finally talking to people who aren't asking me how to get Hulu on their iPad. I'm it's so like fucking stoked. You, I, the, when you came on the Zoom, I was like, "Have he's, he's either had in-laws or he's been in Abu Ghraib. For, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the black bag was just for my own say, like uh, edifice. <laughs> no, and I've seen pictures of you standing over someone's body, like uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. making fun of them. Which role were you? I guess. Yeah, I know. Either one will fucking leave you feeling hollow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would argue there's one role that's worse than another in that situation. Yeah. But uh, I got took... time to figure out which one's which. My mother-in-law and Lind- Lindy England, a memoir. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're so excited to be here. We're we're John Gabriel's fans. Oh hell, fucking yeah! And I would say the hands down the best. Let's decide on a topic email I've ever received from a guy. Hey, yeah, okay, hands down. It really? felt like it felt thorough. I truly felt insane since Holly drafted, wrote the email. I, I was like, I, I think we have to be friends now. Like, <laughs> like, just like based on, I was like, wow, this is like eight of the ten things I'm always thinking about. Yeah, and, John, you didn't reply to my email that said, "How about talking about inflation?" <laughs> <laughs> Got nowhere. And honestly, John, I just had, you... I just had my mom and mother-in-law here. I talked exclusively yeah, I, about gas prices really on every car ride. So. God. <laughs> well, they are out of here. 
They are really out of control. out of control. And to look at them here around LA, it, it, I don't know why you live here, John. I really don't. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, Holly writes 569. A good Jesus Christ. 569. I know. 569. Yeah, it's like, well, last week it was 899 or something. <laughs> right. So we are we really great. And John, I know we're not going to talk about everything that I emailed you, but you are like more than welcome to take issue with any. I will admit that when I was in my email uh, linking fast food establishment to current human conditions, I was popping off a little bit. And, and, and a lot of those you could, um, they, they weren't well thought out. I yeah. I could argue I think I could argue you down into any of those positions I took for instance hangover is burger king I right. think hangover is whopper I yeah. think I didn't um, pick the one that seemed like a ted talk you had already done yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I was like, this is really fully, like, it, literally, what, she, what Holly's talking about, it says at one point, it's like, you know how, like, B- Burger King is for hangovers? <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Early morning airport, Over McDonald's, next- duh. But it was like it had a beginning, middle, end. It had a bit that heightened and a blow. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that was a movie that you wrote. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. it. It was in the Blake Snyder beat sheet. So we had the Dark Knight of the Soul, yeah, everything. This, this show is improv, not sketch. The rising action was incredible in this email. But the, a thing that's tying in all the shit we're talking about, a thing that's on my mind a lot lately has been aging. There seems to be uh, a movement in like the ultra wealthy to like com- combat aging and as like a lifelong meathead and like interested in all the biohacking shit. That, that appeals to me. I just had my in-laws and mother here, which is a fucking stark realization into aging. Yes. And I'm 40 and I have high blood pressure and my friends are going through different surgical shit. And it's like a prostate stuff. And I'm just feeling like, oh, shit, I've reached like I'm old. I'm aged <laughs> right. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right. And it's not ever going to get easier. No. <laughs> yeah. I've heard myself saying in many different situations out loud, like, wait, how did how did we become the old ones? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel the exact same. Like, and, and I've it, also heard you get out of bed being like, ow. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dude, getting out of bed, I make a lot of noises. Getting into bed, I make <laughs> Jeez, a lot of noises. The- I like deflate. I'm like, uh, uh, t- taking my socks off with huge groans and shit. It's like, oh, now do you want to have sex, babe? <laughs> Did you <Yeah>. hear that? <laughs> Did you the hear next that? Casper mattress hat that you get, you just have to bring a mic into bed and be like, here we go, get oh. in the Casper. <laughs> Thank you, Miracle Brand Sheets. Promo code Mighty. <laughs> and right. it's starting to pop up in the weirdest places. Like, I just took my two nieces to the mall. I do a thing where I don't send any of my nieces and nephews presents all year long because I would be going to the UPS like twice a month. It's always somebody's birthday or whatever. So what I do is like when I'm home, I'm like, okay, everybody who had a birthday this year, we're coming to the mall and you get to pick anything. I was like, anything. You can pick a book. You can pick a game. You can pick sneakers. You can pick makeup. You can pick clothes. You can pick music. You can pick anything. And so we, I, I, I think of myself as the cool aunt. I'm the fun one. I'm the one they want to be hanging out with or whatever. And I kept trying to catch up to them in the mall, like between stores. And I kept realizing like I was, they were always kind of in front of me. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, they're walking. They're trying to walk. Not with me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my shit. God. I was like, I thought it was like all of us and I'm the cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm the, I'm the old person who's like not wearing a, a, 
half shirt. Like, <laughs> you know, but I, if you can still wear a rock a half shirt at the mall in hey, South thanks, Bend, man. Indiana, if I you still want. Got it. Well, see, that's the thing. My nephews run away from me because I am wearing a half shirt. with me at the Roosevelt Field Mall in, in, on Long Island. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. We had another uh, a moment, a, a moment of Zen in aging, where. Um, a friend of mine came to a show that we were doing at Largo and um, Jason Alexander sat in on the show and he was hilarious and great. And after the show, she was like, oh, that and this, my friend is 23. And she goes, who was that guy? <laughs> and I oh. go, oh, that oh, that was Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And she goes, George, oh, Seinfeld. yeah, I think I've seen that. And it was like. Yeah, Seinfeld went off the air in 1999. You were yes. not a conscious being. Oh like you, you're not no, in no part of your young life were you consuming Seinfeld. You know what I no. mean? And no. even culturally, like she doesn't need to know who who George Costanza is. But I was just like, oh no, but uh, but you see, it was a it was a really funny show that that we all that liked. That shit when you feel like you live on an island, like when you're when yes. like you're just reminded of like. And then you think, oh, but I've kept up with all the new shit, too. Like, I'm like, I, I'm not a normal fuddy-duddy. And then someone says something, and like you're like, your nephew's like, well, what about the other day? And you're like, I don't actually have the energy for that. And you're like, oh, shit, I am <laughs> yeah. the old person. Like I, I'm so that, tired. That's such a... And then for the first time, I said I, I said this quote out loud this past week. I said, for the, I, I'm so frequently feel like the old one in conversations. But having my mother, mother-in-law, and stepfather-in-law. Yeah, how did that feel? What they were sitting happening? around at one point talking about surgeries and medical shit that they were going through. And I said, I just want to take a moment to say, this is the first time I felt young in a conversation in a long fucking time. And <laughs> did I was that just feel like, so good? Yeah, it felt, well, it felt really good. Also, L, we should say, like, blanket same, L.A. is weird yeah. about yes. age. Like, you can yeah. talk yeah. to 55-year-olds oh, yeah. who are like, I'm expecting my first child. I yes. am doing my, I'm doing two triathlons this year. Yep. Like and, and you and you can talk to like a 29-year-old who has 200 million dollars in the bank. And, and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. like it's just like like the world is so fucking skewed here. Yes. Like age doesn't go the w normal ways you think. Like yeah. 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 We actually deny that it's happening. We like put stuff in our face go like dye the proteins that are coming out of our head. We're like, it's not happening, not happening, not happening here. And it, I think it creates like a weird, like a, a, a fearful state of like strange denial. Like I always look at women in like foreign countries of movies or whatever, where they're throwing themselves on the casket and screaming. And I'm like, Oh wow. She's actually, actually acting the way she feels feels it like it's so interesting when your outside matches your inside because like we have this stoic like stiff upper lip we stand at the casket at the funeral like and show nothing like your insides are like boiling over like you're filled with dry ice but like on the outside we're all like managing this like image or whatever we're acting like this isn't happening and i think it is really it's yeah. not just la that's weird like no we're afraid weird. like uh, society we we don't talk about death no. we're like we yeah no and no. uh, my wife and I, like, we both lost our fathers uh, young, and we always talk about it, like, always talk about death and always talk about, like, well, they're not going to be around for long. But, like, people don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, a really intense thing because it's, like, oh, we're denying aging. We're denying death. We're, like, saying it's not going to happen to us. Yes. And, you know what I mean? Like, everything is, like, 
I got to save money for retirement. It's like, well, hopefully we make it to retirement. It's like, no, no. What do you mean? Like, it's like, yeah, like there's just the two things, like the conscious effort to be like, I want to make sure my life isn't fucking brutal in towards the end. There's that element butts up right against with what if it all goes away in two years? Like, what if I pass away and. In, in, what if I pass away at 50 that's nine yeah. years from now like yeah. yeah what if I die at 50 like will I be like oh thank god I juiced up my 401k thank god I'm bent over <sighs> by the mortgage of like a two-bedroom in fucking Highland Park or whatever you know what I mean yeah. like yeah like would I want that would I want to be like oh who cares I, I I don't need I don't have kids I don't need to leave money to anyone just yet like yeah like do I need to have money saved up or should I be blowing it on fucking trap world travel and being like, <laughs> yeah, in case yeah. I pass away, I'm like, good. I did make it to fucking Barcelona. You know, I know yeah. it. it's, it's such a constant quandary. I think like this all the time. And actually this year, I, we, we surprisingly had a lot of death in our life in the last couple of years, just both around the pandemic, but just then people dying unexpectedly. And I, I got on this thing of, um, there's, I think there's, it's like there's a Buddhist tradition, and and here we go where I get to talk about something I don't know a lot about, but it was like you should like wake up and like contemplate your death every day, like you should like actually be like okay, like I'm gonna die, so I'm just gonna accept that for a second, like sit with it and be like all right, and like now let's 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 go, and I tried to do that, and it's really actually it's it's super helpful like it helped me a ton as i was like going through these people dying and stuff because i was like wow i'm still alive i'm like so much more appreciative of like my my day-to-day experience even when it sucks i'm like hey you know what it's i am kind of, i am I'm at here. least waiting in line at the fucking store you know what totally I mean? like, yeah i'm, I'm waiting in line stand. for my fucking booster shot at cvs you know it's <laughs> right. just like it did kind of change my perspective a ton and i because for a long time i was um yeah, I, I think I'm from I'm from like a Protestanty waspy like we don't talk about hard things ever family. You know, it was just always just like we're just gonna like everything's gonna be just fine if you work hard and pay pay attention. You know, yeah. It's like, but it, someone died. That sucks, and like we should like cry about it. You know, my family it's- has a little bit of that, but then a little bit of like the Italian American Catholic. Let's just sit in how sad this is and like let's get yeah. some runoff sad like let's say you know you know who passed away you know what you want to hear a sad story you know who i i had a patient at the hospital that blank you know like there's yeah. that element too of like what well, sorry i'm thinking like five ideas at once here yeah. but like so that the older i feel like older generations and this maybe ties in a little bit to your guys podcast but like Older generations had religion in a way. And like a lot of people our age and younger also still have religion to help them deal with death. But I think there's been a huge push towards like secularity. Like you see it like in like weddings and shit like that. Like the the church is being removed from a lot of like adults lives in a way for (laughs) obvious fucking reasons. (laughs) (laughs) You can't you can't molest belief into us. Sorry, priest. (laughs) (laughs) Try as you might. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. I give you an E for effort. But uh, (laughs) yeah, like how many weddings do you go to now where it's like, I think 
your vows were a Lumineers song, and uh, right? we also like uh, everyone held hands and like jumped up and down. And yeah. secularism, and, and I like that. And, and your officiant was like a guy I know from Superstore. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. your officiant he's, was the showrunner. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and there was also a psilocybin bar, not just a booze bar, <laughs> yeah, at your right? wedding, and everyone dosed. Yeah, yeah, this is like a very but secularism LA hasn't done a good job of filling in that like ritual side of like the human experience. Like the church did it with like birth, wedding, funeral. Like they put rituals around it and kind of owned it. Like no, like secularism yeah. hasn't like because there's no leader to the movement or whatever. We haven't organized anything that ma- like brings the communal side of stuff. But I feel like in comedy we kind of have. We've made it about like we we found community in other ways you know and well along those lines like i think we're going to be the first generation that has like for lack of a better term like hipster funerals like yeah like <laughs> yeah i'm sorry mom I, I got married in a barn i'm not having my wake in a church like it's just like that's not how <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter to me and so like I, like that energy is like well then what the fuck is that and what is our like my wife and i just like Two years ago in the pandemic, launched our Christmas. We've been together for 20 years, but we've been so attached to our families that our wow. Christmas was like kind of planned. And this is the first Christmas with just us. And we're like, yo, it's time. Like we could set yeah. traditions. Yeah. And we set a couple of traditions and we're oh, like, I love it. Fuck. And then this year, my little brother <sighs> happens to be doing like an extended gig with his girlfriend in Santa Monica at a hospital. So they're here for the holidays. And they were like, what do you want to do for Christmas? It's like, well, we actually have we a tradition have if you guys oh. want to come over. And they were like, oh, yeah. And then it's like, I feel I'm never going home for Christmas again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I will. I should go home and see my family more frequently. Yes. Yeah. But yes. I am not going for the holidays. Also, that's like a whole nother thing. Like going for the holidays is like you're showing up uh, and your your nephews in laws are on the other side are there. And you're like, I'm missing out on Christmas with my loved ones to be with like family in-laws of in-laws of in-laws like fuck. Yes. Yeah. 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 And everyone's busy and the kids are distracted. All your nephews and nieces are distracted and shit. (laughs) You're like, I'm sleeping in my fucking childhood bed. I paid three G's to fly home and I can't. I got to fucking ask my mom for a ride to Dunkin Donuts to get a coffee like. Yeah. I put a fucking bullet in my head. I'll come home in March and see everyone in one weekend. And when you're excited that I'm here and not like distracted by your new fucking Nintendo Switch. Hundred percent, one hundred, and I feel like that also is the aging thing of realizing, like, oh shit, we're in a new chapter. Like that's an aging thing too, because like as long as we were still kind of like going back home for Christmas, even to her place and to your place, like we're still the kids of that family, and all of a sudden we're like, no, we've now said that this is a family, we're a family, which is a new chapter, man. It's a new chapter. And it's crazy how much resistance comes to that from the upper generation. It's like, wait, didn't you eventually start hosting Christmas at your house? You just happen to live in the same town as your fucking seven generations before (laughs) you. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. We happened to move across the country because we had bigger uh, plans in life. And now this is what we wanted. You should be happy. Yeah. No, it's not. And then when we come home, we don't get like a fucking red carpet rolled out. Like this is like, I know. Oh, yeah. No, we're, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, Jonathan, grab this. Tiffany, grab this. And like, it's just like we're <laughs> rolled into like, Jesus, Wendy land. Oh, Christ. I don't know if we can get there. We have this, this. And it's like, okay, you know what? You know, we'll get I'm, a car. <laughs> yeah. I, my holidays are now exclusively stressful. Like, is that, <laughs> yes. should that be the case? And expensive and a drag, man. And yeah. I know we were just getting the full court press kind of from 
like we're going to be at my family's for the holidays because we're going to be on the East Coast um, around that time. But then we're we're going to the UK for a couple weeks right after. And it's so weird when you like tell like on a on a trip. And it it was weird when we told our parents like, yeah, I, we might fly out on Christmas because I was also like, that's perfect. Like do Christmas Eve or whatever and then be like, bye, we're leaving on Christmas Day. We don't have to do like all the shenanigans. Yeah. And you get a and, cheaper um, flight. It's like three oh, cheaper birds. Flight, yeah. yeah. And everybody is just it, everybody has like already come at us with weird theories about what we're doing and why and like and i have guilt about not going home anymore like i feel bad about that i feel like i'm severing some cord and 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 that's complicated and weird and And it's an aging thing too because you're like well they're gonna die one day and then i'm gonna be like how many do we have left together and also for younger generations i heard you guys mention nephews and nieces you're like well i don't want them to grow up completely without me like without seeing me and meeting me like uh, i want to be cool hollywood uncle gabrus you know what i mean and like you, yep. I want that energy, but then also you're like, parents are aging, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta go home for them." But like, why Christmas? Why the holidays? I feel like I show up and I am added stress for every single person there, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course, I'm just an extra guest," and like, I'm out of my element. Like the the mantra this week, uh, which when me and my wife came to like a severe like <laughs> yeah. revolution about how we're gonna deal with uh, family visiting from now on. A mantra this week was every once in a while I would take my wife aside. We would like go forehead to forehead, take a few deep breaths and then go, we did this to ourselves. We (laughs) told them to come out. We booked this much shit to do because they require it. But now we are completely overwhelmed. And I'm like, wait, we don't have to. And that's what happened with Christmas too. I was like, we just don't have to be there. No one seems to give a fuck that we're there. It's about the holiday. So if we come home on March 15th, now it's about uncle nani and aunt tiffany visit yeah yeah it's like oh win that's the win yeah i have a strict fish and family go bad in three days like (laughs) and and i'm strict to it and you know what happens john i kind of i i'm probably projecting this but i come off as the asshole yeah because they're like oh because i do quick trips i i say three days because you know what like at the end of that we all leave being like that was nice and after five I wish, days, I wish we you could have stayed longer. Everyone's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. At three days, they go, I wish you could stay longer. At the 10th yes. day, yes. you're whispering to your wife. Yes. They're like, oh, we, we should leave now. And, and your wife goes, no, you don't have to leave till 8.15, like at 7.45. Like, and I, I just grab her thigh and I go, why would you slow down the leave? <laughs> and it's like, I'm rooting for my in-laws to leave early for the airport. <laughs> Maybe let's not get to the degree where we're doing that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like for our own sake. And we do it to ourselves. Yeah. I, at one point, I'm ta- I'm telling my mother-in-law, I'm like, you know, me and Tiffany don't even hang out for 10 days in a row yes. without yeah. getting a fucking fight. Like, yeah. right. like right. if we're on vacation in a beautiful place, it's like we're on day eight. We're like mad at each other. It's like we should not feel like this in Bora Bora. But this yeah. is an insane amount of time for two people to yeah. spend together, yeah. especially. Yeah intense people like the two of us <laughs> yeah and who you push each other's buttons and, and are you do you think that you're is did you and tiffany have similar backgrounds like with with like are your parents like similar in their in their mo like do you yeah, are you like able to overbearing kinda, like, mothers blue collar alcoholic dads uh yeah sort of like super similar like uh she was she's from an hour outside of new york city north i'm from an hour outside of new york city east like okay that kind of like what like very similar upbringings and then that was part of the major trigger was when my mom arrived for the holidays we had already had her parents or her mom and stepdad for a few days and her mom and my mom are very similar in their triggers towards us which is relentless questions and comments that have no real 
uh, depth to them whatsoever. And it's just like, you're just answering the same, wait, where's the vacuum bags? Over there. And you just put the vacuum bags back in the vacuum. You know what? Don't help us vacuum. Just put the fucking vacuum down. I'll do it. It's a 15th question about the vacuum. So like we get into these situations where, and, and we're just like, we're already mad at my mom when she arrives. Cause we're oh. five days into you. And we, Pick this schedule. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we did this to ourselves. We asked them to come out for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's like, wait, let's yeah. just. I mean, I've wipe been talking it. about this with Holly's. Well, Holly and I talk about this every time we go home to her parents because I, I have this ethical dilemma about whether. So I always cook things. If we if we go back there for Thanksgiving, I am usually doing all the cooking because they don't cook much, and I'm like totally down like to do that cooking. because I love to cook, and I also it like gives me like a great job. But they I'm also. Cook, it's just real bad. <laughs> <laughs> he just it's don't want to. He don't want to eat it. More like a gasserole. Um, the uh, it is a gasserole. Yeah. The and and I I was like, what what are the ethical um, uh, dilemmas that I face if I dose your entire family? Like if if I just put if I got everybody if I just dumped a bunch of fucking without cannabis consent. oil in this it, without like without anybody knowing. Honestly, I think it would help, and I'll help. take the, I'll take the I'll, moral. I'll do the prison time for it. <laughs> yeah, because I I do think cost that it's benefit just like, analysis. Everybody likes each other for forty five. minutes. Everybody leaves. Eat. Everybody has eats. Everybody slows down to eat and really enjoys it rather than like shoveling it in their faces and being like thanks and getting up from Dishes. the table to watch football. Like I'm I'm just kind of like, could we find a way to chemically alter the the nature of this family gathering? And I'm convinced that I should do it <laughs> dude i don't want to get into this too much because it's a whole nother angle but like that like hippie energy it, like of like we just got to get the world stoned man yes. we got to get the world to trip out is so real on the family level of like i like i just like look at my mother i'm like i've never and this is just obviously you're holly talking about projecting this is just like make validating your own life decisions you're like my mom needs five milligrams right now and she'll be <laughs> fucking gucci for the afternoon how do i convince her to eat a fucking gummy i know it is interesting too because i'm like i mean the motherfuckers were trying to end the vietnam war by sending lsd to to soldiers can't i just dose my family with some weed to make this thanksgiving tolerable for everyone and yes. everyone leave with no yes. hurt feelings yes yes yeah. because here goes the other thing too is that when you don't have kids, the, so your siblings who have children now relate to your parents through those children. And so it's a fresh, clean relationship and it's pretty simple and they're really good to these little kids and they don't have all of the complications of having spent decades together that the, that the child has with the, with the parent. And so our my siblings who have kids, they now have a relationship with my parents through those children. And that is so that changed their children. dynamic of the relationship. Yes, but yes. I have to continue in now a true moment to moment grown up relationship with these people who we have a long history together. And and this has to be a real relationship. I would almost argue that like in certain ways, the, the relationship they have with my siblings is is it's it's a little bit um, because the focus has now shifted to the children, all my nieces and nephews. It's just a little bit easier, and like, oh, yeah. and well, it's almost ar it's arguably almost a little transactional. It's almost like I can't totally. be crazy to mom because she does blank for the kids or whatever, and it's like I I'll just totally. deal. Yeah, and you're like, but she's being crazy. It's like I know it's just easier if like totally, she, yeah, <laughs> you're totally. Like, oh, okay, yeah. And it's like okay, well, I have to actually address mom and dad for saying a racist thing, you know, right. and like let them know, like here's how I feel. I don't agree with you, and here's why I would argue you shouldn't be talking like that. You know, and then that's going to be a terrible, 
terrible conversation with defensiveness and tears. And like, so then what, you just don't have the conversation. And so then you're, it's, I almost feel like when I go home, like we are, we have to come do, cover the ground to meet them where they're at, but it doesn't come back this way very often. You know, I'm with you. It's that time for an athletic greens ad. And you know, I'm a big AG one head. And I take athletic greens every day. As a matter of fact, I just took one this morning. That's right. I have my athletic greens before my coffee. First thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And uh, it's a good way because I, I can't take pills and vitamins in the morning. And it's a great way to smash down like a bunch of water and all the 75 uh, macronutrients and all the stuff that comes with it. Oh, uh, I take it first thing in the morning, as I said, before doing anything. And it makes me feel like I'm about to start the day. You know, it, it gives me the nutrition I need and some serious fluids and I'm ready to rip. Uh, so it helps. Like, I feel better after I, I drink. Uh, well, you know, like, I think my digestion for sure has improved. It's hard to tell uh, with, like, some of the other factors, but um, I'm not going to stop doing it. Uh, it's the healthiest thing you could do in under one minute, and it's, like, one scoop of powder mixed with water. It is, like, through. The, it's so fun. It's, like, to wake up and smash one down makes you feel like, all right, I took one step towards health today, and now all you have to do is keep taking more steps for 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced super ingredients at the highest qualities. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, uh, you're, you're going to need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, which was formerly known as Truebill, you've heard me advertise for them on this pod before, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought just to watch one show on, or that free trial that you realized has gone over, or you and your partner both have one in the same house, and you have uh, vestigial streaming services you don't need. And I'm assuming there's other expenses in life besides streaming services, but as a childless 40-year-old man, a lot of my expenses are streaming services. So Rocket, Rocket Money wants to make canceling subscriptions as easily as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Rocket Money is so easy. You save money with a click of a button. Um, I uh, look forward to finding any subscriptions I didn't realize I was paying for. Um, stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com mighty. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Let me hit you with the theory. I had like, I, we had actually like a big fight with our family. Like we got this week, like oh, this man. past weekend, we got in a big argument because we like called them out for all their dumb questions. And then our moms were whispering to each other about us and we caught them. And we were like, you're in our house talking shit about us. And like, no way. And like, they got super defensive. And then it went, the conversation was something to the effect of like, 
we realize you guys are not used to having people around you asking stuff of you or like, you know, like right. kind yeah. of like yeah. put it on us. And I was like, yeah. And in the same breath, you guys are not used to having people who will call you out on bullshit because me and my wife are the oldest children, the childless children, and honest, the most emotionally intelligent. Like, and and that's a that's not a big victory. <laughs> we're the most emotionally <laughs> intelligent due to the design of everyone else. Like, not because we're <laughs> at all excel accelerated. In I, that I think department. you're doing great. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. And, and I was like, I was like, and now you're at our house, like. We can't tell you you guys ask too many dumb questions like and that like they're legit like their feelings are legit hurt and yeah. they're like legit sulking. So I I get a little heated with my mom which happens we're all dramatic. So I I leave, I walk, take a walk, come in, take a shower. I'm in the shower for like a long time and I have like a fucking epiphany. And this is going to this is like changed our dynamic. And it's like something you hear people say like, well, eventually you become your parents' parents. And Yep. We came to the conclusion that you wouldn't get mad at your eight-year-old nephew for asking you a million questions. You just go like, you'd answer them to eventually start laughing or start fucking with them or stop answering. You would never flip out on them and say like, you're stressing me out in my house. And it's like, oh, that's it. The answer yes. is our parents are the kids now. Yes. And full circle. to the full degree of like everything of like, well, why am I going to hold a grudge against these kids? Like, they don't realize their behavior. And it's like, oh, my God, it's super freeing. And it's a, it's upsetting. It's, it hits you with that mortality shit because then you go like, shit, am I 20 years away from, like, being treated like an adult? Or am I <laughs> uh, yeah. different than them? Or and being I, treated oh like a child. God. Yeah. Yeah. Being treated. Sorry. Yeah. Oh 20 my. years away from being treated like a child. Right. We, talk yeah. about this, we talk about this a lot because we both think that there, I mean, I feel like Holly, you have a better take on this. So, but just like that, your parents, you know, like you have to sort of, it's that thing of like, you have to meet them with where they are and they're not going to be making changes. Whoa. They're not going to be making such drastic yeah. changes at this point. Hopefully they can continue to learn and change. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you where it's just like, trying to both both hold both those things at the same time is really right. hard which is like i should be able to say like hey you know this is you know you don't need to ask me all these questions or whatever in my house you know whatever and they should also be able to like take take the note and you should also be able to be like okay you know yep you're not going to know everything cuz i have to like kind of handhold you a little bit at yeah. this point it's a really Whoa. it's a really this complicated dynamic and it, yeah. it's 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 really intense because there is that there is that element of like, oh shit, I'm treating you like a kid now. I'm, oh my god, I'm old. You're too old. Like you're like you've gone. Right. Like you've become like. We were like saying like, oh, they're like toddlers and a baby, depending on like their level of needs. It's like, oh, he just needs to, you know, sit down for a little while. It's like just give him a. Right. And you wouldn't get mad at your kids for uh, at nephews for right. not changing. Like right. you know what I mean. Like, and my mom is not going to change. There's just right. no way. No matter how many times I say, like, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. And, like, that's not the tone in which you should talk to a waiter. Uh, yeah. Like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, being me and Tiff worked in the service industry. And, like, our parents just, like, uh, and that's an old person thing. I remember yeah. from the service yeah. industry. Old people <laughs> yeah. are worse to wait on because yeah. they're, like, they just they don't, don't have patience. Yeah. They, like, they don't tip. They shrink all interactions down to, like, more sour cream. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, totally. and you're like, but watching your family do that, I'm like nauseous. It's like, totally. Like my wife and I talk about it all the time. It's like, if these were our 
if these were adult friends, we would just be like, we cannot hang out with them. Again. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and maybe... it's like, oh, they're not because they're kids. And now if you imagine them as kids, you're like, well, I can't get mad at them for being weird in the restaurant. Like, yeah. Because kids to... do go more sour cream. <laughs> right. Exactly. And hold up their sour cream. Lower your expectations to that of a child. Yeah. And then your parents right. are like succeeding all the time. And right. it's just like, I have to give up on that. I'm like, you know what? I'm not. And since I moved away from home and met other friends' moms and then also see our peers as parents. Yeah. And you see like the level of like interest or engagement is just oh. not from the pre. And I'm like, yeah. And so there's, a, I think me and Tiff, we accidentally carry a little of that animosity into our new parent. Like, oh, you go to a friend's wedding and their mom is like, with it enough and gives enough of a shit to like give a speech that seems like she's understanding of her two kids' interests. And my yes. mom has not asked me one follow up question about my travel show the entire time. Like, I've. Oh God. <laughs> it, we're, we're like, you're you actually saying, saying things that Holly and I were talking about this morning. Say, yeah. Dude. Holly just got off the phone with her brother and it was like, you're basically repeating back. Like, you're, this is bananas, John. Yeah. Whoa. This is, it's so funny. It's it, it it felt so real, and that's what the fight was like. We were like, all you do is ask stupid questions. So like, it's because we care and we just want to talk to you. And it's like, no, none of your questions are ever like, you said uh, doing flowers for the Wednesday premiere was really cool. Why is that, Tiffany? John, yes. you mentioned you guys did Vulture Fest. Tell us more about that. Yeah. No. Nope, yeah. Nothing. It's just like, ah, oh, what is that? Okay. And then moving on to like. Wait, and what time? How do I? What time is dinner? What time is the breakfast? Oh, and how do we? Where's the like, vacuum bags? Just this where's is... the vacuum bags? Wow, I actually want to know. Where, do you keep them? <laughs> where are these damn bags, John? But I, I this is would you be surprised mind. that they're right by where you got the vacuum from? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the there's closet a closet that the vacuums in. Yeah, look that, around. That's what... <laughs> now just look up one foot. Okay, yeah. that's where they are. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think I could have guessed that, and I've never even been to your house. Right? <laughs> of course. Well, also, the other thing is, like, where... the the big vacuum bag fight also had the follow-up question, where in the closet? And my, <laughs> yeah. I just hear my wife scream, but just the... try looking. Just try looking. But here's the thing that like makes me so sad about this conversation is that like, oh, this means that we're as the wheel is spinning from us beginning with like uh, being in a vulnerable kind of helpless state into us becoming the like capable grownups in the room or whatever. That means we're on that part of the wheel that's spinning back down to us, coming back into a to be absolutely smushed underneath. To be absolutely pancaked, yeah. completely crushed in the gears of this goddamn wheel, and I. It's so scary. And I, another thing I think that's happening is I've noticed that I've become more and more sensitive to being around older people who are doing what you mentioned earlier, John, like talking about their aches and pains, their surgeries, their sciatica, their this, their that, the other. I think like when I was younger, I would be like boring. And now I'm actually like, this is a fucking bummer, man. And I, cause I start to feel a fear in my body of like, you know, like for me, I've lost all four of my grandparents. So it's almost like then everyone takes a step forward in the line, like into the, you know, like, same here, dude. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm, I'm just my line. mom is alive. Like on that, on, on, in my, right. In and my then, and so it's like, yeah. so now it's like my own parents are now on the front line and like, okay, I'm, I'm the line behind them. But, um, it, yeah, also, them, them aging the, even like asking all like the dumb questions and, and narrating everything you look and read out loud and like, Oh, there's a there's a blank store. Oh, four seventy nine a gallon. Like, that's all shit. Where you're like, fuck, they're getting old. That's so frustrating. But also, 
you get hit at the same time with two different thoughts in my mind. One is, I hope you're okay when I'm not around. Can you like handle finding your own vacuum bags, whatever the the metaphor yeah. is there. Like, is that okay? Yeah. Or are you, are you spiraling this frequently without me there? Are, or are you just out of sorts? Cause you're in LA in a car, not that you're not driving. Yeah. yeah. It's not front. Like, is that it? Okay. And then also my brain goes, fuck, am I 20 years away from just like yes. reading street which signs? Is, well, which is a I, bummer. I man. do want to bring this point up and this is going to sound condescending and I apologize to people that do have kids. But here's my big theory about being child free is that and and, and actually it, it, it's, Ooh, it's, only so con- it's only condescending this. if if, if I, I don't mean it to be. But I think when you have kids. You, like I, I experienced this because basically we have two groups of friends, like some, you know, the the child free ones and then the the ones with kids. Familiar. And you, and, I'm aware yes. of this dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're like, I do think that um, the shift that takes place, especially when the kids are young, it's so uh, drastic where, you know, we get to spend like, I mean, I even think about my my morning. I'm like, I woke up I when I wanted. I watched soccer. I meditated, I read like some chapter of a book that I like, listened to something, like got on with you. Like my life is is actually really like I think a lot about my my personal development, my like the like I'm trying to change, I'm trying to learn, uh, I'm trying dude. to make my brain better. And these are all things that unless you are really, really like burning the midnight oil as a parent. You are just, in survival mode. Yeah, you just can't do. And you, I so talked to hard. so many of our friends who are just like, yeah, it's privilege. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's a, it's I, like a huge it, privilege. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think just calling it privilege eliminates the condescension. Like we understand, like, yeah, yeah. we have the time to be like, you know, maybe I should do a crossword puzzle every day. Like maybe I should <laughs> yeah. like try to read again. Maybe I should like that's where I'm at too. A lot. It's funny you say that. Like I'm constantly trying to be like, well. This is apparently good for brain plasticity. You know, yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't want to be, yeah. I don't want to get. I'm now afraid of Alzheimer's. I have high blood yep. pressure, and yep. like I'm on blood pressure meds. But like this year, I had like a heart to heart with like my wife. I'm like, I got to figure out. Like this has to change. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Like and especially when you're 40 years old, you get on blood pressure medication. You're like, fuck. Am I doing this for 40? years till, right. until i die if i live to 80 right, uh, right. like is that just the new normal for me is my yeah. back gonna just hurt forever no i have to take this into my hand and then i see like my friends with kids who just don't have time to be like yeah. you know what i mean like yeah my tooth is rotting you know it's like gotta get to the dentist <laughs> like i wish i could you know, know. And, and we don't we're, we're also people who don't have full-time demanding jobs which is heartbreaking financially sometimes but uh, <laughs> right. for, for like emotional development it's ideal yeah. to get a nice sun uh, you know sunny walk in in the afternoon yeah <laughs> i know and and it's something that i like i've tried to be like you know what at, what like because you know we we all work in this insane business that has so much heartbreak and up and down and just uncertainty but the coolest part i think that came along with like us not having kids and sort of like having choosing this was you know what? I'm a totally different person than I was even five years oh, ago. True. I feel like I've I'm just trying to push myself more and more to grow. And I sometimes like with parents, especially like my parents did a cool shift in their six in their like sixties, which was they actually didn't double down on. I feel like for sixty year olds, they got pretty good at like trying to open up the 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 lens just a little bit more. 
Like they could. That's probably, all you can. That's all. Yeah. People like us could hope for from. Yes, us. Yes. The best. And like yeah. they at least maintain their curiosity, which I think is like that's a great th- fucking phrase, Greg. Yeah, that and that's great. what I'm just hoping to do because I think like aging. I have two things. I like as I, I'm not afraid of aging, and I'm hopefully not afraid of dying. I'm. I'm. I want to feel good. I want to try to be at least be like mentally and physically sound. And I just want to maintain my curiosity. And I don't want to be the guy that's just like, you know, I mean, <laughs> we were driving around LA with Holly's parents and it was that thing of Holly's dad, just everything being like, look, look, look at, look at that. Look, look, it's a homeless guy. Look at that. Five ninety nine oh, gas. Four white cars in a row. Obsession. Five white cars in a row. White car, white car, white car, white car, five white cars. And it's like, everybody drives white cars. And I'm like, yeah, but where's the actual curiosity of being like, you're in one of the most vibrant, amazing cities in the world. And you could be like, hey, what's what what don't I know about Los Angeles that that you you know, and I just could hope you imagine I can stay let, in me, that zone. let me give you a hypothetical. Could you imagine? Yeah. And this is something we're dealing with with our parents. Yeah. If you said, what would you guys like to do? Is there anything that when you're like, I heard about L.A., this thing sounds interesting. Yeah. What? Eh, wait, I don't know. I don't care. Whatever, whatever you guys yes. want to do. It's like, you wait, you don't even have an inkling. Oh, you're going to wait till Sunday to kind of let us know what we did wasn't enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're not going to give any input ahead of time. You know, yeah. my mom's like, well, I always want to go to San Diego is what she said on like fucking <laughs> small business what? Saturday or whatever. I'm like, well, it's not happening on Thanksgiving weekend when we have everyone San Diego. here. And I'm like, OK, you want to oh. go to San Diego? Let's plan that. Next time yeah. you come, we'll meet you in San Diego. We'll go to the zoo and we'll do everything that you want to do. We'll but take the train down. Wow. It'll be great. We're like, like excited to hear my mom has like, but our parents are like, well, whatever you want to do. I yeah. don't care. Well, you know, I don't know LA. It's like, this is your seventh year in a row coming out for Thanksgiving. What would you like to do? You know, we're like taking them to the magic castle, taking them, you know, like showing yes. them like whatever we think is cool. Like, Hey, uh, John's going to book a UCB show. Come watch him do improv. We can go yeah. to a different, and we're like forced to do all. And I'm like, well, what do you guys want to do? And their answer is like, we just want to be with you guys. But that's also not true. It's kind of they, code. Yeah. They just know that they're supposed to want to be with us. Yeah. Yeah. Do they think they're being easy and that that's a higher value? You Bro, know, of- Holly, I do this all the time. I yell at my mom and my, my friend and like and her, her parents. I'm like, you're being pretend low maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> just saying yeah. I'm easy. I'm easy over and over again with no feedback whatsoever doesn't mean you're easy <laughs> like, right right my, my aunt is famous for that it's like i don't care jonathan i'm easy i'll just per, per, here's a hyper specific example went away with my in-laws and some of their friends and family to st john's they rented a house so stoked to be there very honored that they paid for the house uh, yeah chilling at the house a guy is there and we're like i'm like what do you want to drink we're, me and my brother-in-law we're gonna do a beer run he's like i'll just take bud budweiser whatever i'm easy like that and it's like yeah well i think in like st john's like those are actually super expensive and it's like easier to get other beers and so and he's like honestly i'm easy it's like bud bud light for me that's all i want and then later on we're making cold cut sandwiches and he's like i'll just take pb and j i don't give a shit and we're, we eventually i eventually like yell at this man who i've met 24 hours earlier i'm like bro if we don't have peanut butter and jelly you're not easy in requesting peanut butter and jelly the situation calls that you choose from the three things my brother-in-law is asking you about <laughs> yeah you have, like like if you're so fucking easy 
eat a turkey sandwich in silence or order a turkey sandwich and throw it in the fucking garbage, dog. Because <laughs> like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, too, though, is that my mom's like, I'm easy. What do you like to do? And I'm like, what I like to do is take acid and watch Apple TV screensavers and put music on real loud. Do you want to do that? OK, yeah. cool. This isn't easy. Yeah. Well, you so you, so do you want can't do that when you have kids. I'm just asking. Yeah. So you yeah. do want a sandbox. You do want to go to church on Sunday and you want me to research the church that I take you to and to take you there. Like, okay, cool. Like, well, that that's it. Like, that is one step up. If my mom came and was like, I heard about the Griffith Observatory from my friends on Facebook and I want to see it, it would be like, interesting, mom, you have a take. And it's like, that, it, that just doesn't happen. It's just like, we just want to be with you. We just like, it's like, I can't eat 10 restaurants in a row. Like, I can't eat or cook for you guys 10 nights in a row. Yeah. And what our, we were saying last night, I wish like one of our parents would go like, well, you guys like to go to the movies so much, right? We'd love to go to the movies with you. Or like, wait, don't you guys do blank all the time? We would be. Yes. Or God help us when you're here for 10 days. Hey, we've been here for ten, we're going to be here for 10 or 11 days. Today's the fifth day. Do you guys just want to go out to like a meal? We're going to get our. They don't even want to have dinner alone. The married yeah. couple. Like, I'm like, yeah. how do you not want to just spend some time together on this very expensive vacation like don't you want to just do especially because towards towards the end of the week we're all kind of mad at each other because it's too long <laughs> and it's, it's like hey, what are we doing for dinner tonight and everyone's like oh i don't even feel like eating it's like then you two could have just stayed home and watched in your hotel room like one night one night of separation no yeah that's like unfounded, unheard. It's of. amazing too to think like, how did we do that? I mean, because a hundred years ago, we would have all been living in the same two rooms. Oh, right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. was this level of agita happening then too? But like, it was just like all. I mean, I guess it was, and then it was just like. But yeah, you could take it, it out on like the the other tribe that lives across yeah. the street that you can like fucking <laughs> war. Yeah, war you with can go out and like yeah. street fight, drink, and then like work in a factory, and maybe you know, or or right. something that. You, you, but but like, yeah, <laughs> street fight, street fight, drink, and work in a factory. It's a new country song I'm working on. Uh, <laughs> um, Doesn't sound like I, I think I, I I think I have like eight relatives that would be like that's a good life <laughs> yeah yeah all living all living eight people in these two rooms it just like is amazing to me and and i think about that like i'm going home and i'll be home for a week I, i'll be home for like over a week um some of that time with holly and some some without and like my parents are great and they have a, a great spot and and uh, you know there's grandkids running around and everything else but it is like i'm already arbitraging like okay how will i find time to not appear to be an asshole but also like have time by myself where i can say like sorry i gotta go right or i have to work or whatever and it's i'm it's already giving me like stress and i'm like right. why am i already stressing about it dude i oh. th th this is exact we kept saying like the we did did this to ourselves mantra we would be like why don't we set ourselves up for success yeah. why don't we set ourselves up for like like you're saying like when we got like oh all that requires is like hey mom Here's something I know you can do without drama and that I enjoy. Let's make sure we do blank one of the days I'm home. All yeah. of a sudden, and, and it all came to us after they left because we were in like this two and a half hour stone therapy session where we were just like ranting. And it was like a lot of stuff. It's like, my mom likes special treatment. We should have just said to her parents, can you find something to do this night? We want to take just uh, John's mom to here. And that yeah. would have won all. So instead- we're mad at them. They're upset with us. 
they've spent a bunch of money. We've spent a bunch of money. No one's really happy with the, the layout. And we planned it all. Yeah. <laughs> and like trying to help, trying to impress them. And it's like, wait, let's aim for it. My mom likes beaches and casinos. Let's just say, mom, let's meet in Vegas. Mom, yeah. let's meet in Palm yeah. Springs. You know what I mean? Be like, more strategic. I think co- yeah, I, don't, I think like, the don't co-travel stay the is victim good. of this story, but like just take it over and right. like, write a, a better story because this fucking sucks. And we were like, wait, we every year we dread how long Thanksgiving is. Every year yeah. when they leave, we have like five, like their 10, their 11 day stay is got five days on either end of like pre-production and post-production. So now we're at like a fortnight of like family stress. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wait, we could fucking square this away for ourselves. Yes. And we make all these, deci- like uh, Greg, you, uh, you were kind of touch- touching on it. Like as with the privilege of being childless, uh, "Quote unquote artists, whatever the yeah. fuck yeah. you think podcasting is art, but like we, we we have like we have our own time, and it's like we do a lot of stuff to make. Sh- I do a lot of stuff to make sure I'm feeling happy and healthy. Like yeah. I go for like my walks, I meditate, I go to the gym, I I sauna, I do all this shit that like again, lo- and low key part of that is all longevity. I want to live longer. I want to be able to yeah. play in the ocean into my seventies or whatever. All this, all that shit is going on. It all I put a kibosh on all of it to appeal to like my in-laws and my mom. I don't do anything that makes me happy or feel good. I do all stuff that they want to do. I could be designing like a middle ground. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I could be setting it up yes. and, and we're just like, fuck, we do it in our own personal lives. It's like, no, babe, I can't do that. Also, I hate doing two things in one day. Like if yeah. one thing's super long, we always end up wanting to blow off the night commitment. Yeah. So let's not commit two things with our yes. family, but yes. we're also like trying to keep these children scheduled. And then yes. it's like, no. like yes. babysitting, you got to just be like, what's the uh, babysitting equivalent of like, we're ordering pizza. Everyone go play in the basement for two we hours. Need, we, uh, maybe right. this is a company that we should start today is, um, uh, is basically like a, a valet for parents visiting large metropolitan areas that, Basically, you hand them over to the valet for the day and you say, you know, like, okay, here are some of their interests. Here's what they like to do. Tiff and I have to go to this dinner with our friends. So they're, you know, it's the We don't want to do the touristy shit. We're so, we don't like, I have no desire to do TMZ tours. Just I mean, get them so, on one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Natalie's going to come over. She's going to take you guys to a nice dinner that's not too expensive. And then she's going to take you to go look at fucking Bradley Whitford's house or something. <laughs> yes. And then like, <laughs> and then it's going to be. Fine. I feel like this is like a several thousand dollar idea. <laughs> I feel like two really profound things have come up. One is this idea of the the circle of life and and as our parents lose some sense of like agency or you know that that or like, willingly like, give it up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like then, I, I think there's a part of me that I think my mom is just like whatever, you know, like it's just yeah. easier if I don't care about shit and then I could just kind of like blow or I don't have time to I only give a shit about these X things in my in my vision and like I don't mm-hmm. have time yeah. to like open it up for anyone else but like op- nearly choosing to be in the dark yeah. in a weird way. And yeah. and in my mom's case that thing that she's sort of focusing on all the time now I've noticed is like really dark stuff of sad like loss of friends and stuff which we're starting to experience it more too of like whoa am I the age where like wow I lost a friend who's my age to breast cancer this year. Like so, oh, so now we're in the now we're in the chapter of like where like people our age are dying, you know, and then our parents, it's even more so like, and then we just they've been in to, it for the, tw- they've been in it for 20 plus years. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're just getting into it and they've, they're on like the fucking, to, 
they're looking around. Their contact list is dwindling. It's upsetting. Holly, it's you got to tell Gavris, your mom, when she gets on the phone, though, it is like. It's always just the most tragic, like terrible story. She'll be like, oh, how? But she processes like the tragic and the mundane at the exact same frequency. Yeah, the emotional experience is the same. Like her, it's very strange. She's like a she's like a prairie woman, like living in modern times. But she'll be like, "How? Oh, did you hear about Don Peacock? You used to love Don. Uh, he was at his regular card game Friday night, and he's just sitting there playing cards. And all of a sudden, his brain slid down the back of his neck, and he might not make it. And, I'm like, and you're like, what? what? Your brain can slip down the back of your neck? What are you talking about? Or she'll be like, I don't know. Oh my Holly. God. Do you know Deborah Blackburn? She's been sneezing spinal fluid out of her nose and they don't know what's going on. But She's- then she'll be like, But anyway, yep, your dad and I are going to play pickleball. Yeah. And it's just like, well, Okay. Yeah. My my mother in law and mother too would go, Oh, oh, oh my God. And you're like, What? What is it? What is it? It's like, they're sold out of PS5s, and I was going to get my grandson a PS5. And it's like, that's what you're doing on your phone right now while I'm in the middle of explaining this is where Beverly Hills starts and like whatever. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like the, the phone shit. I've never, oh. I've never met. Uh, the, the generation is both addicted and allergic to a fucking smartphone. This is where I think we as cuspers between the boomers and these Z, Z, Z boys, Z kids, I I think that they are way more addicted to their phones. Like and and then Whoa, that's weird that our parents and our nieces and nephews are at the same pa- because we grew up with, with both, right? With we grew up addiction. with like having it and not having it, and right. we but we understand it like equally. Where you were like, I remember how getting on the internet. Like I showed my parents the internet, but then right. it's like they they got. I feel like they got. They tapped into Facebook and never emerged. And it's yeah. just wild. They, it's wild. They like the feeling of likes and comments, which I understand. We all do. But I'm yeah. embarrassed about how much it means to my parents, my, to my mom and my yeah, in-laws. Yeah. Watching them with it embarrasses me a little. And it jumps back to something, again, going back to what you said earlier, Greg. Like I'm making all these conscious efforts to try to live a richer life and, and extend my brain and keep my mind working. And one of those things is like I'm fighting my phone constantly. I'm fighting yes. social yeah. media. I'm constantly like, let me just put it down. Let me not be on my phone. In yeah. our heated battle with my parent, like, yeah. we were talking about how they asked dumb questions and they were saying like, well, maybe it's because we have ADD because like my wife has been really in the depths of dealing with ADD since leaving uh, a nine to five where she re- didn't realize how much that job was managing her ADD for her. Yeah. yeah. And now she's like on her own and she's kind of like, oh shit. I And so that's been coming up a lot. So then, you know, my mom and her mom wielding that as like, I maybe we're ADD is what they said during like our fight. It's like, Okay, that's so. And then I said to my mom, I'm like, well, mom, I just want to say, I'm like, the reason I, and in the middle of like about a heartfelt thesis statement, she just, her phone, like, like, it's on the coffee table, it like blinks and she just grabs it and looks at it in the middle of that. And I go, and I go, mom, put your fucking phone down when I'm talking to you. And she's like, I'm sorry, Jonathan, it was Delta, the flight. And I'm like, and I was like, that's when I took that walk and that long shower and came out and was like, that's right, they're children. We have children visiting yeah, us. Yeah, that's exactly what our peers are saying to their devices. teenagers. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what our peers are saying to their teenage kids. It's and, so weird. And you're not going to like be heartbroken by your 12-year-old who's obsessed with Minecraft going on his phone. So it's like, I'm going to relieve the 64-year-old of uh, looking at her uh, Delta updates. Like, all right, fine. That's it. That's what you needed to do in that moment. Fine. That's who you are. I'm 
you wouldn't be embarrassed for who your children were. You would just try to like steer them in a better direction. You'd be like, so I have to release myself of it. I, I, I'm expecting something of my mother. I'm expecting my mother to put in a, 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 a modicum of effort, like not even the level I'm putting in to trying to understand the world and other people. Just put in some small, and it's not going to happen, and I have yep. to be okay with that. Like, yeah. I actually yeah. now think that That's there's tough, also, man. here's another uh, thing I've been thinking Oof. about when talking about aging. I was like, I think we all actually have an internal age that we stay on that 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 we like most identify ourselves at and like for me it's 26 like i know for a fact that i'm like oh 26 i felt like oh this is like where i've i've always i've always felt like i wanted to be 26 i am 26 and now like my sort of mentality of like i'm doing the things i want to do when i'm uh, now that i'm 26 and it's so funny and i it, this is my new theory is that everybody has this like golden age internally and that some people's like I think your parents, for example, it's a very young age. Actually, yeah. it's like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And like I think you're talking with my, them. You're like, whoa, they're like they're like preteen. Like yeah. the, the, this is what they're thinking about. The things they comment on. I'm like, this yeah. is shit that I cared about in middle school. <laughs> like my are we talking? my my mother and mother in law had me and Tiff when they were like twenty two. Yeah, and like that's a kid. How, how much can you? How much can you develop? at 22 in 1982 like how like yeah like where 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 can you possibly be at that's so and then you're just in it with like eventually having three kids you're you have no time to be yourself be anything but a mom and a food source and all that shit for yeah. a fucking decade of your life you're stuck in that and my mom is very high schooly like you guys are saying and my mother-in-law yeah. is very high schooly uh yeah and weirdly enough, my 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 stepfather in law is sort of like he's an academic, a, a, like doctorate guy, and he's sort of like a twenty five year old. Like he's stuck as like a twenty five, so he's yeah. like a little more mature to talk to. But it's still like you're not a seventy five year old man anymore. But that's like, interesting like, because he like found his thing basically. Yeah. Like his Post study, his yeah. study was his like college and and masters and doctorate pursuit. Like that's your mid to late twenties. Like he basically like settled on that. And like stuck in I it. found yeah. improv at like twenty one and like twenty six. I was like doing it full time. I was like, yeah, this is the thing I do now. It's so weird. This is who I, I feel am. like it gives yeah, us this, is <laughs> this is your theory is helping me with what I feel like is some kind of weird age dys dysphoria, dysmorphia. What's it called? I have like an age dysmorphia where when I say what my actual age is, I feel like I'm lying. I'm like, there's no way I'm this age because I don't. I definitely don't feel like it. Oh, I'm definitely. I am getting achy though. But, <laughs> but the thing which sucks. But the thing. Um, that is blowing my mind from this conversation is that I'm realizing when you talk about your parents, your experience of your parental, di the dynamic you have with your folks is so word for word mine that it's blowing my mind because everything I attribute these problems to is my parents' evangelicalism and fundamentalist, like dualistic thinking. They're very, very, my dad's a pastor of a mega church. My mom is very devout. They're very, they're obsessed, blah, blah, blah. And I've, and now as we're talking, I'm like, holy shit, is it just aging? It's not even the like specific, yes, there is the specificity of the evangelicalism and that my dad is a pastor and that everything is all very black and white and that everything is going to be seen through that filter. But like all the things, like your complaints are my exact same complaints. Yeah. It's just like different terminology, which is sort of blowing my mind. And the other thing I think that's happening that you have said today is that word curiosity of like, is it curiosity that kind of keeps you but is that also what makes us feel crazy when we're around our parents is because, okay, so forgive me, this is a little bit like out there, but I was just recently reading about Nietzsche's um, 
the the development of the soul, the evolution of the soul. What is that Nietzsche thing of that? Like the stages of the of the soul. Just say it. No one's going to fact check it. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. Not. These shitheads are like what? There's, there's <laughs> yeah. different stages that the soul goes through, and and maybe one soul can go through that all of them in one human lifetime. Maybe they spend an entire human lifetime in one stage of the soul. But he kind of described them as the um one of the stages of the soul is the camel, and it's the like look at how I can sustain myself and how far I can go and how I can carry everything for everyone and I can do this thing. Like I think we all sort of go through that at a point in our lives of like, look what I'm able to like do and provide and make happen. And it's very like self-sacrificial. It's probably what a lot of people who currently have young kids are kind of like in that stage of the soul of like, I can do this. I can carry this. I can sustain this. That, I can this go also long distance. like this camel shit sounds exactly like boomer work ethic. Uh, totally. Yeah. Still like Just put your head my dad's, down. My dad's like, uh, what are you bitching about? I was never there your entire life. I got us money and yeah. health insurance. And you're yes. like, yeah, yeah, okay. I needed like a touch more than that to be a fully <laughs> yeah. realized person. But yeah, yeah I, I guess thank you. But like, that's just not enough, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you know that with your, like if one of your peers said to you with sitting there with their five-year-old and it's like, yeah, I haven't been around for shit, but you know, I'm grinding in the writer's room making money. And you know, it's like, you'd be like, you're a bad dad. <laughs> and I'm jealous yeah. that you have a staff writing gig, but you're a bad dad. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> but like growing up, that was like that's like that camel shit yeah. of like I took all the family stress, and that's why I come home drunk and scream at you. And it's like, wait, 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 yeah. right. you're not a hero for this behavior, dude. <laughs> and I think maybe it's explaining part of our frustration or our weird irritability with our parents during this weird new chapter for us is that we're like, you're the parents, act like parents. Like there's a cognitive dissonance to us of what, and that now we have to be like, oh wait, no. They are not really, and that's sad. And maybe there's a grieving that has to take place of like, oh, I am no longer going to be parented by you. If I ever even was, you know, like. Well, yeah, that there, were- therein lies the rub that I had. See, like, where baby. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. my mom said this weekend early on when she was here, she said the phrase like, well, we're older and wiser. So you should always li-, like, and my mom said that. And for the entire weekend, every time she said something absolutely asinine <laughs> or asked me a question that and like. Yeah, looking like that, just like <laughs> common sense. So the when the light's green, you just press on the gas. You know, like a question yeah. like that. Anytime she said something that was just asinine, even if it was just like, oh, clearly she wasn't paying attention and in a scrambling for dialogue, I would just go, "Is that is that the wisdom of age speaking? <laughs> is that the wisdom right now?" I was so, and that's what start started us down the path of fighting. Oh, but I was furious because it's like my mom is famous for like mothering as like like a sniper does of like oh you know what this is the minute i'm gonna be like a oh that's and, so interesting and it's she just fucking hits you with the like Whoa. well you should do and i'm like you know actually if you were older and wiser you would engage with me in any other level instead of just telling me what to do or, like or giving me notes my mom's like a very judgmental person and like yeah and it's like that's what she counts as like wisdom is like no nah, you should put you should put enough to match the 401k in there thank you god bless your arrival something i could read on the a fidelity blog thank (laughs) fucking god you brought your wisdom to your family oh my god john 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 my phone's going off fidelity just emailed about 401ks (laughs) they're giving five tips and i'm gonna repeat them except dude except and if we want to get positive about our if we want to spin it a little bit yeah we can say they set you up holly or they set us up to be able to parent them in this moment. Yeah. Whether and like I I 
honestly, like, and that's me doing a lot of work for my parents. Like, oh, yeah, by them never really being there for me, I learned to be there for myself, and now I can be there for them. That's, like, yeah, really making excuses for your parents there. But that is, like, how I feel of, like, you know what? I am equipped to, like, just handle my mom like a child for the next X amount of years that's required, you know what I mean, to one of us passes away ideally her no offense mom but you are and maybe that's <laughs> another like we- <laughs> yeah. and maybe that's another weird grieving that we will have to do or that we're doing or that we're in denial of right now which is that like as we see them decline and like oh yeah we have to start accepting that there are certain things that are lost with age certain abilities certain understanding all these things um and and that that's coming for us is the is so scary and so to be like, oh, it's it's flowers for Algernon. It's like, oh, I'm at the <laughs> height of my intelligence, and it's and now it's going to be a series of losing these things as we go. But maybe the curiosity thing is a little bit of a like lifeline because yeah. if you so right, you hope this- you hope that if you're like rattling off questions to your nephew or niece one day and they go, Uncle Greg, Jesus, look in the fucking closet. You go, yes, right, yeah. sorry, whoa, you're right. That's so yeah. annoying. Like, and that's how <laughs> we feel we would be now. But I'm worried that in 20 years, we're just like, well, what do you fuck you? You know, now I'm angry and I'm sulking and I'm 65 and cranky. We have we have this 20 year old nephew who lives in L.A. He's here to be a rapper and producer. Hell yeah. And and dude, it's like it's such a great constant reminder of just like, whoa, like he think, you know, he thinks he knows everything. Like just like we all did at 20. And you you want to impart some things to him, but you also don't want to come off as being like, like, I want him to make his own mistakes, which he's making plenty of. And uh, and, and it's like, yeah, no one was there say to- no more rapper DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm like, uh, yeah, I have nothing. That, I'm like, well, I, I did some uh, I moved to a city and did some improv in my 20s. I got some uh, I got some street cred. I got some relatable but... uh, advice I could throw around. <laughs> He's like, of, yeah. yeah, we so we're both in the arts. Let's talk yeah, we're about both in the arts. He's like, yeah, we were fucking around with guns and smoking mounds of weed last night. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> But um, different, you know, it, it, different than the Chicago improv. Yeah, scene. it was a little different. You know what? It was like you know him and his friends are like smoking mounts of weed and like playing with guns. And I think my friends and I were like putting on flannel shirts and like uh, riding around on each other's backs on stage. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, where uh, drinking old styles and arguing <laughs> over which Weezer album was better. I mean, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have a feeling a lot of our uh, our twenties were uh, <laughs> yeah, rather totally. Similar. We were getting in big fights about how I thought his edits were kind of policing my content out there. <laughs> but I did want to ask you this, John, because I think that it's like it's interesting what you said about your mom being judgmental and that like we all went into a profession that hopefully like at our best, we're like trying to be open, collaborative, like not judge it, like not judgmental. And like that aging, too, is like I'm so quick to judge. Like I like even I guess I brought up my nephew, too, because it's like. I had to check my judgment of like his choices and and everything all the time because I just have to be like, you know what? I'm just going to like try to ask like what he's up to and be interested in him and not just be so quick to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I mean, you know, come on, like you're going to get your car towed if you do that. You know, it's like no one wants to fucking hear me say that. No one. And uh, I think it was in the brainstorm email, too, of like I'm actively don't want to be the guy that like I because I'll say to my own peers, you know, like a, a random 45 year old dude will be like, we have to put pronouns on our resume. And I'd be like, dude, just 
imagine you're fucking 15 and you hear someone like, remember how yeah. we thought of 45 yes. year olds when we were 15? Let's yeah. not be them for the <laughs> younger generation. Let's not be like that. And totally. We could also have that opinion and hold on to it and see how it all pans out. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like just being cranky and wrong is just the wrong vibe. You know what I it's mean? It's such like, a bad yeah. vibe. Yeah. And it's like, I actually want to have friends. I think as I age, I'm like, I think we're really wealthy in our, um, our friendships are just like, it's why we live here. It's why I stay here. It's like, I have so many friends of so many different ages like, I mean, we were hanging out with an, in the same week an 82-year-old and a 22-year-old. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Like, yeah. what, what, a, what a rich life that I probably wouldn't have if I was like in the trenches with, with my twin sons or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I have twin sons in my mind. Bobby and uh, Robbie. In, in my fic- yeah, Bobby and Robbie. Those monsters. Those little <laughs> ugly little gingers. Um, <laughs> Those pains in but, the fucking asses. <laughs> so... The pieces yeah, of shit, honestly. I do. I do I think that, guys. like, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Holly hates them. Holly wouldn't have them. Ah, they would have destroyed my Volvo. <laughs> Not too Luckily, the, Jesus luckily the surrogate already had a fucking garage door <laughs> yeah, down there. Right. It was worked out that's well right. for all of I don't us. call him Bobby and Robbie. I call him insult and injury. <laughs> Husband and St- Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitches, Jesus but Christ! That second one was twelve pounds. Wait, but here goes the thing. Or wait, were you done? Yeah, I, I am I done. cutting out? But like, here's the cool thing: is that one of the stages of the soul that Nietzsche talked about in this thing I was getting into last week is one of the stages of the soul is the is the curious, playful child, and and I think that is maybe something that we were drawn to in this lifetime to be like. You know, maybe I'm going to choose not to have kids in this so that I can just have a little bit more curiosity, try to grow this a little bit more. I'm not saying that people who have kids don't have curiosity and like evolve. I'm not saying that at all. But for me, I just maybe knew that this time around, like I just I wasn't capable of how hard that's going to be (laughs) having kids. And 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 but one of the stages of the soul is like where the um when you leave camel evidently you go into lion and it's a lion like roaring at the um the the dragon of the desert that is a thou shalt dragon it's all of the tenets of like do's and don'ts and musts and shoulds and like all of the things that we have been like policed with as a society the ways in which we try to modify people's behavior and stuff is that then you sometimes the soul enters the lion roaring stage where it's roaring at the thou shalt and it's like no i i won't live by these things and usually if it can get past that like sometimes i feel like oh i've been in lion roaring for a decade where i'm just so in reaction to the thing you know that i'm like no and um and I, I really want to like switch over into child more and just get more curious. And maybe that can happen on the way down in this wheel that we're headed toward like the flowers for Algernon, like slowly losing <laughs> yeah. our marbles and getting crushed. It's actually like, boss. Ba- I think we should call it instead of child, we should call it boss baby stage because we want to be smart babies. We want to be yeah. smart, curious babies. <laughs> caring, open-minded babies. Yeah. yeah, caring with an animated television show. And what what is that instinct like the instinct to collect experiences is something I have and uh, whether and like I've been seeking out just new things that I haven't done or things that I have done and I'm like, oh, I like things like this. Let me do more like this. Like and I just don't see that like I see like my my 
the older generations to open it up outside of my own family for the first time in this conversation. Like <laughs> it feels like some of the older generations, it's like the comfort. And I hope I don't come to like the comfort level. Like I hope yeah. I like seeking comfort. Like I want to see yeah. experience. Right. Like, don't yeah. And maybe comfort is part of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to like, you have to keep letting the, the world. Yeah. Keep letting your world expand and not get smaller. Cause I think that is something that we see with our parents too, is it's just getting, too, they've circled the wagons. It's becoming too insular. Maybe it is too. Greg recently said he was like, "Man, I'm feeling like it's gonna. It's getting close to time for a challenging trip, like a life challenge, like a a, a journey, an adventure, a, a thing." And he was saying, and, "And I think I think there might be one out there that we should do together. And I think there might be one out there that I should do alone. And then maybe I should do alone, like of because that is different. Like when you go on a challenging trip by yourself." It's a much different developmental thing than when you go as a bonding thing as a couple. And like both are really right. valid. But like that idea of like I need I want to and need to and desire to go continue to develop some stuff and have a curiosity outside of this relationship, outside right. of this my town, career. outside of my comfort yeah. zone. Entertainment, comedy. Like I, I'm with <laughs> yeah. you on that. I, and like and I think that's part like that's. That's like that's keeping your world opening and not letting it shrink to like codependency levels or, you know, like um, everything is about like, well, because I feel like in the last few years and uh, Tiffany would attest to this, too, that like all of our stories that we like share are like, well, Tiffany, because like between the pandemic and sort yeah. of like her leaving her job, like yeah. a lot of our experiences and I'm assuming uh, as a, yes. a couple yeah. that does a podcast yeah. together and then start touring yeah. together, you're like, yeah. shit, a lot of our stuff is like lining up and a lot of our conversations yeah. are about like, like I, we, I need to like do something that breaks us off from each other. Yeah. Not yeah. like in a, like I'm on a trip or I got a gig that's a month long or you got a gig that's like, yeah. and like we're bringing new dialogue. And, and as a matter of fact, having the parents here was like, an awful version of it but it did give us like time off of thinking wow. about ourselves and each other yeah. to be like wait we are a duo we, this we have to like protect ourselves and all that it's it's fucking hectic time out there man. <laughs> <laughs> if you're paying attention we're it's all actively dying i guess is the, uh, <laughs> is the whole thing in but various ways but i think there is something too to what you said of like notice your crankiness and a teacher that i listened to a lot recently told me um like, hey, uh, watch complaining and try to take complaining out of your daily thing because it is like creating neural pathways and then you start to project like this is shit, this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. So the more you're complaining, the more you're seeing how shitty things are and like what happens to your point of view, your perspective, your experience of the world if you're complaining less. And I was like, wow, that is something I could definitely kind of isolate and, and tinker with that could My mom and mother-in-law made me look at that in myself too because really? I was like- they're so instantly negative about stuff. And then I realized, so am I, but because I'm funny, I don't feel like, because when I say something negative, I'm making a joke and people yeah. laugh. Yes. I get the positive reaction. But then my attitude is bitch. bad a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm still <laughs> yeah. bitching. It was, and it I'm was like, wait, funny there's gotta bitching. be a better, yeah, I was like, oh, wait, I'm no different than them. I just happen to have a different delivery vehicle, but I'm doing, the thing that drives me crazy about my mother, I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's for me. That's like, yeah. say, like that, that, that attitude is, is my, an, like, I'm going to live my life antithetical to, and eh, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I refuse. Like, and like that and, and roasting something or like what you're saying, Holly, like that sort of first instinct to like get into that complaint jag. It's like, that's negative. 
That I yeah. can eliminate. That I yeah. can eliminate. I can still have fun making fun of stuff. I, but like, if the impulse is always to be like, here's three things that's dumb about the Magic Castle, it's like, I'm spending a fortune to be here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, why am yeah. I fucking hating it right now? Let me just like, yeah. let's hate it. Let's make fun of it tomorrow after it's been done. But let's be open in this moment. Yeah. 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 And maybe that curiosity is a little bit of the antidote to the crankiness because I, I was sitting, I took Iggy, my 20 year old nephew, out to, um, Check him out, Six Side Soja. I took him to the House of Pies uh, the day after Thanksgiving because they have a Thanksgiving dinner you can get like at, at the diner. And so I was like, here, I'm going to buy you Thanksgiving dinner, Iggy. And we we're talking. And, and I just felt like so many times he would say stuff where I'd be like, ah, your skull isn't completely hardened yet, you dumb fuck. Like, give it 20 years and you'll know what the hell you're talking about. And I was really doing a lot of that, like, shut the fuck up, you dumb fuck kind of thing. And I was like, wait. And I was like, I'm sorry, Iggy. I was like, it's true that I do know twice as much as you because I'm twice as old and I've just had twice as many experiences. But it that can be true at the same time as it, it's also true that there's a lot of shit you could teach me that I don't know about. Yeah. The world honestly, is different. You're, you've got yes. a different viewpoint on it. Like, yeah. I, I, like your world is completely different than mine. And I'm sitting here telling you this. It's like, tell me yes. about your world. What can I yeah. learn from your Cause, world? Because yeah. you know what? You're in the streets. And I was in the streets when I was in my 20s doing improv in Chicago. And I could tell my parents about the stuff that I was learning by being out in the streets because they were at home more. And now I'm like, holy shit, I'm home more. And Iggy's in the streets. Like, <laughs> So there is stuff that he can teach me about what it's like to be, you know. And, and, yeah. and so maybe curiosity and asking him about that and like tell me more and stuff. Even when it's like, you know, obviously when he brings up stuff about guns, I'm like, all right, man, this is dumb. Like when people have guns, they tend to go off. You dickhead you know like and i'm trying to be like stop being an asshole or whatever but i'm like okay let's talk about that what is the gun culture where's it coming from how do you feel where does that come from what does that mean what do you do you know like yeah also yeah. how, how are and you then also these? like that shit is like important because then when you're standing around with like all your fucking uh liberal ass uh millionaire friends and they're all like guns are crazy and it's like although like you can be like, some people feel a genuine fear due to their upbringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden you're like, actually, I talked to a 22-year-old who's pro-gun and he said some stuff that didn't like sound, that sounds stupid to us, but like, I could see how that would make sense to them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like that asinine shit of like, I, you know, you talk about being in other people's shoes all the time and that's like an yeah. important thing. And then uh, like, you find yourself not doing it. And I found yeah. that with my parents. I was like, wait, let me get in their shoes. Oh, they're like soft-brained ex-recovering like alcoholics who are like yeah. are old and having a hard time and like you know ha probably had lead paint in their households growing up like you know <laughs> smoked cigarettes in there you know yeah. what I mean like all this shit that is like bad for you in the long term you're like all right well if I'm really gonna be in their shoes I should cut them some fucking slack for these yeah questions yeah exactly. you, you don't have to that's yeah. what I always go back to is like you don't have to agree with it you just have to be able to it, it's not it's so much less intellectualized when you can actually take a, a take it's compassion right I mean yeah, it's just I have a little compassion taking a little a moment to be like whoa your experience is actually different than mine and can I somehow relate to that I don't have to agree with you I just have to be able to not like instantly be like no, you're wrong. I'm right, and I'm better. <laughs> like it's, that's it's, it's it's hard not to drop 41 years worth of away suitcases in that. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you're like yeah. I've got 
fucking cartons of baggage that I'm bringing into this interaction with my mother. It's like, yeah, let me just eliminate that and be like, she's just some old lady in my house asking where stuff is. And it's like, totally. Why would I fucking flip out on a 62 year old woman who's like, excuse me, uh, what time are we leaving? Should I go to the bathroom first? Like uh, instead of going, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you need to do. You're a grown up. You're a college professor. Like instead of screaming that, I'll say like, OK, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you yeah. should. Yeah, it's a twenty-minute ride. Go, you know, do what you need. <laughs> yeah. Right, have compassion for where they're at the stage we're so afraid of. <laughs> like we're all aging at the same time. We're all going through the same experience, but they're at the worst part of it. They're at the scarier part of it. They're at the, you know, like experiencing more losses part of it. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess I should have some fucking and compassion. It's probably true that you know, in my narcissistic worldview, part of what stresses me out about them is I'm a. I see that happen. I see that coming for me. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, and like an objective, like self-centered narcissistic way. Definitely part of my anger and fear is like, I better not become this person. Right. Well, you know? and I think it looks 40s, painful and it's going to be humbling. And I never thought I like looked or acted like, like my parents until I turned 40. And then I was like, yes. Oh my God, my hands are my dad's hands. Yeah. Oh my God, I sound Everything. like my mom. Like, yeah, I never thought about that stuff until it's middle age. And then you're just weird. like, oh my God, there's that. Yeah, I they raised me and a lot of these things rubbed off, I guess. Fuck. Something we're, we're talking a lot about, and I think another just giant generational difference that, uh, and I don't want to be like so black and white for generations, but we self-reflect. And I don't think yeah. like my mother has ever like sat and been like, yeah. huh, let me think about a couple of my decisions in life or like, what do I really, am I this type of, do I want to be oh. this type of person? Like, yeah. I don't my think My mom will not do that either. And it drives me crazy because like I want, I'm like, I know that there is like, I, I, I refuse to believe that you have no complex in her life. Like, that's, the, the, dude, I, I know that it's there. That's the word. That's the phrase I was looking for. Because a specific example, my mom's a widow. I'm like, do you want to date anyone? She's like, I don't know. And it's like, do you right. want Do you miss having a man in your life? I don't know. And it's like, you don't know or <laughs> no. you can't articulate. I don't know, John. It's complicated. I, my feelings towards your father and uh, men we'll suck. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear some of it. Yes, I don't have the words. That's I don't have the words because I haven't been thinking about it. Maybe like not yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like yeah, why do so many parents just come off as like a waitress in a Raymond Chandler story or something? Where <laughs> just like yeah, it, it doesn't always just have to be like you going through the day like it like surviving against these like mundane yet terrible things. And I think it's also like. Well, yeah, I get I just, when I let my when my plane lands, I, it lands at one. I got to get in the Uber, and then uh, when the Uber, and, and then I have a meeting at seven. Work uh -huh. after that, then I have to go see. And it's like, I don't care about your. I like yes, tell yeah, me about your schedule, but like let's also talk about something one road deeper. And it's like I I picked the chicken masala for the flight home. Like that's like literally something that we talked about five times. Was the chicken masala? Yeah, it's like, so it's so interesting. I talked to a buddy whose friend died or whose dad died this year. I I called him up and I was just like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he go and he actually gave me a such a great word. He was like, "You know, I realized like I just didn't know my dad. I basically like didn't know him. Like I'm an adult man, and like all of our conversations were these circumspect, sort of like beating around the bush, all this shit, like chicken marsala. All the conversations were chicken marsala, and then he's dead." And then I'm like, well, why didn't I just go like, it was on me too to not be like, hey, what do you think happens when you die? You know, like, why didn't I ever, like, what was it like 
when you were like, what's a time you remember from being a kid that was like super scary to you? Like, just ask the question and see what happens. Yeah, my because, dad like, died when he was 29. And now I'm like a little bit more realized I'm an adult. And I really wish I could have like sat down with him now and been like, dad, I've been thinking a lot about. And, and my dad is objectively just more in- intelligent than my was more intelligent than my mom was. So like he had like the intellectual capability, whether or not he had the motivation or the yeah. desire to, to engage with me on that level was never found because I never, uh, you know, that the dynamic was forever. Like this guy scares me, ignore yeah. him, like avoid engaging with <laughs> yeah. him on any level. And now I'm 40 and I'm like, I would love to be like, I'm an adult dad. Let's talk. You fucking asshole. And like, it's hard too, yeah. because that gear, those gears crunch so hard when you try now, because the, all these patterns are so built in. I mean, it's a version of codependency, I guess, but it's like, I even, Holly, and I was like, I'm going to try the last time we were hanging out with my parents because I was like, this is not a question I would have ever asked them, but I was like, all right, everybody has to go around and say what you think happens when you die. And it, the best thing was everybody surprised me and they all did it and they were like, actually like so far out. And my mom was saying things. I was like, damn, Lynn, I didn't think you had it in you to like, because she's always like, oh, I just don't really like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like. She just always kind of like doesn't want to do a lot of like internal self-reflection. It's right. also like fix it and help people and do stuff. And it's like that. that I don't energy. know. Jonathan is like where I get to when I like yeah. dig in on my mom's interior thoughts. She's like, oh, Jonathan, I don't know. You get, you're the one who cares about all this stuff. You know right. what I mean? My like, mom says yeah. that too. You're the one who cares. Like, I don't really like ta- thinking about that stuff. And I'm like, huh. And I mean, I guess that full circle, it's a talk about avoidance of death. Like you start to think about some of that stuff and it gets to the point where it's like, oh, Wow. Yeah, what does my life have meaning? Like, what were the meaningful things in my life? I am going to die, so like, okay, I should think about some of these things. <laughs> my mom, like, fully in defensive mode of like, well, isn't that man that you're friends with, uh, maybe probably gay? She's like, yeah, probably. He just doesn't talk about it. I'm like, you know, you can be roommates with him. You know, yeah. you can get a full on like it's 2022. Your relationship, if you want to have a guy that you don't kiss or fuck, but you just like share a house with, that's possible and i have my mom absolutely on her heels in this moment i'm like i'm gonna make her have this conversation with me i'm like if you want to have a guy that comes over and just fucks you and leaves you can have that if you want to have a female roommate and you guys go out on the town you can have that like like you can i want you to know what you can have what is available to you and she's like, I never even thought. It's like, what were you? What are you thinking about for your own future? Just like Delta, Delta's emailing. I'm t- right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like my mom's not thinking like one inch in front of her at, at any given moment. It's like stress. Wait, but John, I do have to ask. Like, do you know someone who comes over and just has sex with you? Do you, uh, have, the, do you have their number? I'm right here. It's, I'm actually well, on the podcast. I mean, all here. my grinder messages are the, the, that offer. <laughs> That was the first time I had ever heard anything like that was like <laughs> I was early in my acting career just shooting a movie in Albany with a, a gay dude. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, apparently I got some guy coming over to the hotel later. I'm like, oh, shit, is he hot? He's like, I have no idea. I said, I'll, I'll slide the room key text when you're here. I'll slide the room key out. I'll be on bed. Come in, suck me off and leave. And I was like, what? You can just ask that. He's like, yeah. We're yeah, dudes. <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's cool with that. He's like, he's like, I- I'm cool with it. He's cool with it. <laughs> like it worked out. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I was just like, That's oh, simple. you can really, there are people willing to give you exactly what you're looking for and vice versa. People are willing to 
uh, you're you're willing to give someone exactly what they're looking for. You just have to b- seek it out, and it's oh, like oh, you're not engaged in the complicated heteronormative <laughs> dance of like weird mating ritual. Every both time you of us sleep pretending with... we don't want to fuck each other yeah. uh, for a long time until like <laughs> we're like, well, yeah, I mean, it's totally up to you. Hey, it's totally up to you. Both of right, us horny right. as hell. Like, but <laughs> yeah. like the world has told us not to act on this just yet because of yeah, X amount of days or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, it seems like you guys kind of figured that part out. <laughs> and, yeah, and I remember oh, what, like the first person to tell me about an open relationship was like a gay buddy, and I was like, I don't know if I could do it. He's like, Yeah, well, because you're married to a woman, <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, if you're married to a guy. I think you could both go like, we could probably have sex without any emotions connected to it. And they're both like, oh. Yep, Hitch, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> like I didn't even think of that. I was like, Oh my god, yeah, that makes we sense. Were- I'm more comfortable in a relationship where we police each other's sexuality and own it like it's a fucking possession. That's normal, right? We were laughing in the most LA moment. Like we have a we have a, a chiropractor who's like the hottest dude you've ever seen. Is married to the hottest guy you've ever seen. Have the cutest two babies you've ever seen, and he's just you know shredded and like most of his instagram is like doing pull-ups with a baby bjorn on and he was like yeah we're just so stressed out right now and i just i you know i just told him i had to go to palm springs for the weekend and just like let it fly and like and it was just like dudes and then come back a bunch of guys and just get back so i can be a good dad and you're like yeah this is this is just a completely different we're doing uh, something wrong over here what are we doing (laughs) we're doing something wrong you're like not for me but i I could see like that I sounds can, thrilling. Honestly, <laughs> I can see it perfectly. I'm really seeing it. Yeah. Although he did say, although he did say, he's like, oh god, I came back from like sex weekend in Big Bear, and I have a cold sore. So like now I'm the joke, and I'm like, oh my god. Shot <laughs> champagne, but different problems. You know, <laughs> the more yeah. money we come across, the more and problems I will- we see. And I'll say this in closing about aging. Last night we were talking about how there are more people in their hundreds now. It's less. It's less uncommon to be. You know, we're aging. We're going. We're living longer. Um, that like a hundred and twenty-seven year old or something just died. It was the m- oldest, oldest. Yeah, crazy. And the, they were like, "Do you have any last words?" And what was it? I don't want to be here. Anymore. It was something like that. She was just like, "I don't want to be here." And it was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah." They, like, been, the same word since one oh five. The last twenty two years. I'm like, years. please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't believe I didn't get COVID. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I lost COVID lottery. I didn't get I, I didn't get the vaccine because of this the entire planet tried to kill me how am i still here and yeah and i'll end on a positive note too greg you mentioned having like an 80 comedy will be like you'll be hanging out with someone and being like oh my god you're 59 years old (laughs) you know what i mean and you're like and we're and we're smoking a joint and like goofing about like some dumb premise and like you have two teen daughters and i'm just remembering right now that you're 60 and you're 20 years older than me you are four years younger than my mom and I'm engaging with you on a level that I have never engaged with my mom on. Exactly. Uh, and I'm like, oh, and that's the moments I feel hope. Yes. That's the moments that's I feel cool. hope when I like when I see like my 68 year old comedy friend like I did a web series about hiking or whatever. And you're yeah, like, totally. Hell yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Just out there grinding. Like it, I love it. That shit never that shit used to look sad to me when I was younger. Now none of that looks sad. And totally. that's obviously being 40. It's like, yeah, yeah, when I'm 59, I'll do a fucking sketch. Yes. I'll show up with like a wig and a costume and do a sketch yes. at a microphone. I don't give a fuck. Why not? Like, call me. And- I'll do the sketch, please. <laughs> yeah, right. That's actually my it. one tangible skill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Finally, we found it. Thank you, Emma. Edit Thanks, that part Emma. out. 
where Holly mentions her one skill. <laughs> Let's remain skillless. Uh, tell my shitheads where they can fucking uh, listen to you guys and find you guys and all that. Jazz. Well, they can listen to Mega the podcast. It's a it's a very fun improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. John Gabris has been on the podcast probably yes. a, a year or so ago. P- At this point, deep, yeah, deep pandemic. Um, show notes the link will be to their podcast in there take the phone out right now click on it click subscribe and listen but even if you don't intend to listen just click subscribe and park yeah. it for oh, a little cool. bit Sub that juice the numbers yeah, thanks man let it float let yeah. it float but uh yeah you can find us there and then you know on all the socials and all that stuff and your shit will be tagged in the tweets and instagrams about this show so you can find holly and greg there uh anything else fam this was a delight this was a delight thanks so much for having us gabrus and uh, i hope we see you in the flesh soon yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get in the flesh ASAP. That sounded weirder yeah. than I thought as I said it. <laughs> let's get in the flesh in Palm Springs. Okay. Yeah, we got to go to Palm Springs fuck weekend again. <laughs> that is, that- I, did, I, I did just learn that bonobos monkeys who are the like closest to us genetically, they resolve tension through um, fucking because it's matriarchal and that patriarchal um, societies release tension through war. So I Probably, say, like, I'm right here. I that makes total sense, and I will say just, and I'm not supposed to talk about this personal stuff on the podcast, but I live in a matriarchal house, and uh, I can say, uh, yes. attention to <laughs> yeah, like, that, that is <laughs> nice. War, war is too dangerous. Nice. Uh, like a war will get me killed, uh, and so like there's only one way to stay alive in my house. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Keep the queen happy. Long like live the queen, baby. <laughs> drone, fucking drone bee over here. Uh, That'll keep you young. (laughs) That'll keep you young. Motion is lotion for the joints. (laughs) You know that fucking does um, lubricate all your joints? Like when you bone, you also like it helps your knees, your shoulders, your hips. Not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Not my wrists if I'm on top. Enough. Oh, you that's what those my... wrist braces are for? I was gonna... yeah, I thought I was gonna you thought I was bowling them. ambidextrously? <laughs> His carpal tunnel you. is awful. All I have I... to say is good for him. Good for him. Good for John. Uh, my other podcast is Action Boys. Subscribe over there, actionboys.biz. And check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die, now on HBO Max. Bye, shitheads! That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. 
There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.